Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of She Salt. I have two very dear people here today, very good guests. One you know well, Leah Fox. She's been a co-host with me many times, and I think will be many more. But we have David Nuttall. I said it correctly, yes? Yes, you did. Okay. So David has a very unique art form. Um, and I want you to kind of, well, let me start. Okay. So he is... Um, it's very interesting. I experienced his art form this past week, and he draws or paints, I should say, maps on people's bodies. Yes. That is one of the things I do. Yes. That is one of the things one you do. Yes. So you obviously have a career with maps. So let's start right there. So tell us what your your job job, not your art job, but like what your job is that led you in down this path? Well, it goes back and forth. So my okay. job job now okay. is I'm a consultant GIS specialist with 911 systems. Okay. So I help different counties, public agencies create their maps. So when you call 911, they can find you. So you are a map guy. I am a map guy. I was trained as a cartographer by the British government when I was 16. So that was my professional start of drawing maps, but I've been drawing maps by hand since I was five. Okay. So did, you know, like for me personally, and I don't know what it is, and I think it could be the generation because I remember my parents having a map in the car or having maps. Like there was the old Atlas maps that they were big and you pulled them out. And I remember taking my finger and like finding paths and I just loved maps as a kid. And then as you get older, they become sort of romantic, like the folding of them, the opening up of them, and then imagining the terrain as you see the little mountains drawn and the rivers and the lakes and all that sort of stuff. So I think maps are beautiful. I really do. I think they're pretty. I agree. Um, did and, and you said 16 was when you started doing this? Yes. At the time, we finished high school in England at 16. Okay. So I had a chance to go to college for two years and then university or someone was going to pay me when I was 16. Yeah. And they sent me to college. So one day a week for two years, I went to college and I had a year of like an apprenticeship, formal training in how to draw maps all by hand at the time. So it wasn't on computers yeah. yet. So this was in the late 80s. Okay. So did you have a love affair with maps? What led you there? Yes. Um, I used to sit behind my dad on family trips and look out the window and I loved getting hold of the map and something clicked when I was very young that I could tell what a place would look like from the map and I could tell what the map would look like from the place. Yeah. So my brain somehow switched between 2D and 3D quite quickly and a lot of kids love maps and a lot of kids do fantasy maps, they do a treasure island or they get inspired by the Lord of the Rings and they do a yeah. map from a book. I didn't do any of that. I always drew maps that I thought could be real places. So I was making up something as a, like a parallel universe, if you will. I think that's magical. So have you ever drawn a map that you actually found a place very similar to what you drew? Yes. And I ended up coming up with my tagline, hand-drawn, plausible, fictitious maps. Okay. Because to me, that encapsulates what I do. They were novice but to do that, I do a lot of research. So I study places, the real world, and then I make up. And I've made up place names, completely made up, not studied 
somewhere in Finland, and then someone's come in and said, well, that's the name of the village I was born in. Wow. Oh, that's um, a coincidence, or my plausible realism is realistic. Yeah, I love that. I like, but it's like I said, like I, I understand what you're saying. I never really could imagine what the place looked like, but I remember being little, and, and when I say little or younger, even in 20s, we still, when I was in my 20s, 30-something years ago, but I remember looking at a map and, and just going, okay, so I'm headed north. The map is on my east. I mean, the river's on my east. There's hills on my um, uh, to the west. So you kind of form this visual of what's coming, you know, so you can... But I wonder if that's lost today. Mm. I don't think it's lost. I think it's diminished because we rely on... You know, GPS. G- GPS with a map on our phone. Um, I don't like to ask it for directions, but I like to see the map at all times because I want the context of what's around me. Yeah. But I think a couple of things I've learned over the years, one is that we trust maps as a species. And I was at a mapping conference recently about ethics in mapping because they said a map is about the only document you can put in front of someone and they will trust it. You can't put a newspaper, you can't put a TV show. There's distrust except in maps. So us cartographers have to take that seriously because we could really mess with people. Uh, and the other thing is humans are spatial creatures. Mm-hmm. We interact with the world spatially. It's the way our brains are wired. Mammals, all mammals do it. So a love of maps and the understanding of our surrounding is human. And we are the only species that can project what is beyond what we can see, mm. is my understanding. So it's worth going over the hill because we think there might be something there or we might have an idea of what's there from looking at a map or from knowing where we've been with other animals, they can't read maps and they don't project what's over that um, bridge that they might want to go through. Yeah, they have um, their internal instincts of migration and they know where they need to go. Dead reckoning is fascinating. Isn't it? Mammals can leave their habitat, search in a zigzag fashion to find the food and then will go the direct way back having never been that way. Isn't that something? Mm humans have for the most part lost that ability i was about to say we had it at one time Mm -hmm. i believe but we've lost it so there's also um following the stars those are a form of finding a a map in a different way do you do stargazing as well not as much as i think you would like me to (laughs) (laughs) judging by your expression well no i'm just like you know if it's like if it's dark outside and and we we can't depend on our our earthly realm to kind of show us what's what we're walking through what we're walking toward where we're going there's always look up yes Um, very small extent i use i'll use the sun more i've navigated through west virginia 200 miles off not off road but gravel roads just by the sun that's impressive thankfully the sun was out that day because (laughs) we were well and truly off the beaten path huh interesting i would think that when you go exploring if you didn't have a map you would get home and properly draw one of your exploration Um, i do love studying a map after i've been somewhere almost as much as before yeah see if it rings true to you right? and just to, to recognize where i was in relation yeah what was close by was i where i thought i was and i like to say i've never been lost mm. i've yeah. gone the wrong way plenty of times but i know i've gone the wrong way and i figure out i've been lost 
and I and I like to claim I can always point north. Mm. Okay. And I was tested at that in a conference in Munich when we had gone out at night through winding lanes into a place that had a spiral staircase down to the basement into the catacombs, and a friend said, "Okay, now do it." And I spent about a minute thinking about it and then I pointed and he got out his iPhone put the compass up and it pointed completely different and they laughed at me and I said well, shake your phone and he said what do you mean I said well reset the compass by shaking it he shook it and it pointed exactly where I was pointing to it was my vindication in life if you will mm. and he said how do you do that I said I'm not telling you now because you didn't believe me that's interesting like you were under terrain and you figured that out the way I do it is I always know where a known landmark is. And I can always retrace my steps to it. That's good. Okay. In, in Munich, it was the railway line that I knew ran almost north-south, and I just had to retrace my steps the five, 600 yards back to it, so I knew where I was in relation. Interesting. So, Lee, if we ever go exploring, we have to take this yeah, gentleman so with just, us. because that to myself as well. Yeah, like, you're our Especially buddy. going hiking. Yeah. So, how do you two know each other? Well, I'm an, I'm an admirer of your art, so I think when I reached out to you, because I was really curious and was willing to, to model and have you draw on my body, and so we met up and had some coffee, and from there, it, was, it um, here we are. <laughs> okay, so that leads us. Now Did everybody, I leave anything out? Everybody's oh. going... Uh, on your body yeah. okay so we haven't got to that side of things so you do maps but you also do maps on people's skin on their bodies so how did you jump from that from from drawing land maps topography maps to body maps it seems like a natural progression now but it certainly wasn't at the time and i drawn maps on paper with whatever pens and paper i had as a kid then I got more professional, um, and then I, I saw a piece of wood. Okay. And it looked like the grain of the wood with the contours, the topographic map. So I made the leap into using something else as my terrain versus drawing the terrain. And at some point, a photographer at Low Mill said, that kind of looks like skin and the tone of a body. Have you considered drawing on a person? And I just thought, that sounds cheesy and probably someone else has done it and I don't want to do something that's for the sake of it or that's perhaps overly sexualized which is kind of the line I thought he was taking right um but I had a volunteer one day who said let's try it and nervously I drew on their back and someone else saw that picture and said well can you draw on my leg I've got a scar on it and I'd like you to incorporate it and I thought oh maybe this is a thing it's going somewhere and when you look at any part of the body in small detail, it is terrain. It is. You can see rivers and valleys, and then you look at it as a larger mass, then you've got kind of a curved landscape. And I did a lot of research and found no one else was using the body as terrain. Other people have drawn maps on them. Mm -hmm. So maybe a pregnant person had the world drawn on their stomach, and it, sure. and it looked great. But that's not what I was trying to do. So I haven't found anyone else doing what I'm doing, which made me think maybe this is a thing. Okay. So Leah, tell me about your first experience. My first experience. Well, we met we met at coffee a couple times just to you discussed at length the process. Maybe two. <laughs> to make sure that I was on board and understood. 
And then when we decided on the date and I went into your studio and we did it, I've, I don't know, I was just mesmerized by it. So I don't know what more to explain. So when you first were painted, what all did you get painted? Let's just start there. The front side of my body from, what is it, from my neck down to my, my thigh. Okay. That's a lot of terrain. That was a, yes, it, it was. It was a lot of terrain. And it goes over some precious terrain as well, right? Yes. Okay, so... It can. There's, it can. There's no, there's no obligation for... Yeah. And that was a lot of the probably my over-explaining yes. here was I wanted to make sure that one is consenting with yeah. full understanding of what you're committing to. Sure, sure. And, and yes, I mean... I think people that would want this done, you have to have a consult with them first and like talk yeah. about talk about what they're comfortable with, what they're not. Some people may want to start with an arm, a leg, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. But when you're when you're doing that front, like the entire body or the front side of someone, you know, I don't know. I can separate myself from the art and having the experience from it being even slightly in a sexual realm okay so I had my first experience with you and I say my first because there'll be more I'm sure um just this past week Mm -hmm. and I'm really open with with my body and this sort of thing I've I've and it's taken me a while to get there and and if there's someone I am uncomfortable with I am I mean, you you would be blocked whoever that is right up from the start but if I'm comfortable with someone then I'm comfortable with them, right? And there's no threat to be had and, and let's experience this, this together, right? So I found it um, a little exciting at first because it was something new and I felt like I was being brave a bit. I felt like I was stepping out of my comfort zone some. And right now I'm at that age to where I am all on that shit. Like if it scares me a little bit, but excites me at the same time, bring it on. I want to do it with the exception of bungee jumping. I have no interest in that. I'm too old for that. But, but those sorts of things, I'm like, yeah, I need to do this because I need to stretch myself. I need to experience different things. And, and I want to be in that art world. I'm at that place too. Like I want to understand other people's art. I want to see them enjoying their art, right? And for me to be a canvas for that, I was like, yeah, come on, let's do that. So we did um, one side. So we sort of did front to side. Like you cut me down the middle almost, right? Leah and I both. There's no pain, there's no pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You, You painted me down the middle. So let's just say from like my collar, the middle of my collarbone down, you sort of did that that one side. I think I had the right side. Leah had the left side. So we did sort of a combined collaboration where we did different yoga poses and we were kind of combining our maps together. We sort of meandered our worlds, which was beautiful, by the way. It was great. But, um, you know, like when there was, and we were talking and we were all there and I was very comfortable. So there was at places where like you would be over painting my breast and I'd be like, oh, you're painting my breast. Mm-hmm. I, would, I wouldn't I would have even like, I wasn't even paying that sort of 
thought to it. I was like, oh, cool. You know, we just did my shoulder down my arm. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I feel something. And then I'm like, oh, he's just painting my breast now. It's not a big deal. But it was a big deal in the fact that I, uh, I willingly said, I'm comfortable enough with myself and I'm comfortable enough with this person to do this and to enjoy this experience. So, but that's me. So let's talk about, there's, I'm sure there are uh, just a ton of reasons why people choose to do this. There are. And just before I go to that, I'm going to ask you, did yes. it make a difference that you could speak to Leah so you knew someone else that had done it and that you were doing it together? It made a difference. However, I think eventually it's something I probably would have looked into doing anyway. Um, but it definitely made a difference for sure. Because I've, I've admired what you do for a few years. I mean, I've seen it. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I have another friend who loves what you do and loves you. She's just fabulous. She's like, oh, he's fabulous. And, you know, so, so, you know, you just have that reputation where people know that they could go, for, go to you to do this. But Leah is one of my very best friends. So for her, it's like, this is a cool experience. You should consider doing this. And I'm like, I, I really should. I really should. And I've had history with, as most women have, you know, a, a, a sexual abuse history and things. But I've, I consider things like this too, like part of my work through those things and allowing me to have the freedom I desire with my body. Mm -hmm. um, I want to have the freedom with my body that I would choose to have if I have never been violated in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying to claim because I've been violated a lot in my life from a very young girl. And um, I would say the past decade of my life, my 40s into my 50s have been about reclaiming all of that power. Mm -hmm. And I want to be whole again, 100%. And I think as much as I can, but I think for me, that means finding that level of comfort with myself as if I have never been violated before in my life. And, and that, um, for me, that was, but it's taken me a long time to get there, right? You're not alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of the people I draw on have self-image issues or they have had well, I mean, I look at myself in some of the situations I'm in, and I'm in my 50s, white, straight, male, right? and I'm often drawing on a naked 25-year-old female. And I'm not stupid to think, okay, this is, I'm in a position where they're extremely vulnerable and trusting, but I have a lot of power in that situation. Sure, I'm literally you standing over you naked at times. Right. And taking the art out of it, the situation could be very uncomfortable, Sure. A lot of the people I've drawn on, after five, six hours of drawing where they've relaxed and they've become comfortable and they are starting to enjoy it, they tell me all sorts of things. Oh, yeah. Um, I would say that of the, my female friends that have told me, three quarters of them have been assaulted at some point. Mm -hmm. And that's just the ones that have told me, mm -hmm. which means I feel very honored that that many have told me because they trust me. But... That doesn't mean to say that's the total number that have been abused. No, it's astronomical. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so knowing that and knowing that people come to me with that mindset a lot of the times, I'm, I'm very careful when I'm asking 
and telling them where I'm drawing. So sure. when I'm drawing on someone, I don't just randomly start drawing or touching. I will talk to them and say, okay, I'm now going to touch you here. Mm-hmm, you Give did. you the chance to back out before I touch you. Right. And you were sensitive. And it's a mix of reasons. Some are people who are very comfortable in themselves and just want to be art. Right. Some are pregnant and they want a commemorative of that stage. Some have had traumatic surgeries or incidents where they want to reclaim the body that they thought of as ugly, disfigured, scarred. Sure. And one lady said it was the first time she'd felt beautiful looking Mm. back at the photos. Yeah. Um, Someone else who has horrible scars said that we didn't cover the scars, we painted around them. But her quote was the scars are the reason she's alive. Yeah. And mm. she wasn't willing to wear a bikini after the car accident she was in. And now she's like, actually, it's just my body. Yeah. Um, and uh, you've just reminded me, I need to reach out to someone who wants to be drawn on. And their reason is they kind of grew up in a cult and they were told what to do and who yeah. they could talk to and what they could wear. And they want to reclaim their that, body and they're in that power. 40s or so as well. Yeah, I'm all about reclaiming my power. And, and, you know, I look, I look back and I, I do believe that a lot of times things happen in life to put you at a place to where you are that strong person that can do that and you help other people through it. But for me also more than just reclaiming my power, it was a lesson in, in trust mm-hmm. for me. Um, I need to be able to trust people again. And I do still I think I hold on to a little bit more of not being able to, of not fully trusting people, being more um, guarded of what people's intentions are than I need to be. Um, And I'm working my way through that. Like, I don't want to assume that everybody is out for something, you know, or is going to hurt me or assault me or any of those other things. More learning to trust and to trust my judgment too. Like if I feel comfortable with this person and my gut instinct says, this is okay. If you want to do this, do this. Don't let past history keep you from experiencing life and trusting good people. Right? So for me, it was also a lesson in, in really being able to trust not only others, but myself Mm. like that. I can enjoy this and it's okay to enjoy this. And you did seem to have some fun. Oh, we laughed. We had a great time. It was so fun to work with because I could have left the room at times and you two would have still been chatting and hanging out and playing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it was fun. It's like I was let into your world as well. So I appreciated that side of it. Yeah. So, I mean, what you're doing, I think for a lot of people, and you know, this is very therapeutic very therapeutic. But I think you did touch on that, that thing to where I am sure there are, especially maybe other, other men out there who think, wow, what a great job this guy has. Right. (laughs) And actually we posted some photos, some very beautiful photos on Facebook, Joseph Lee and I starting to get painted. And this one guy goes, this guy has the best job in the whole world. And I'm like, it is a cool job. Yes, because we're all here having a really good time. And we are sharing something that is somewhat intimate, but it didn't feel at all in any way in any way sexual mm-hmm. at all. You know, and that's what I want to kind of get across here like this 
although this is adventurous and this is about your getting your power and this about embodiment and empowerment and art and all that sort of thing, it's not a sexual thing. Now, if you want to get yourself painted for your other and go home and and let your other enjoy that, that's uh, that's on them when they leave your place. It's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. And some people find my work, quote, erotic mm-hmm. when they're seeing the images. Other people have complimented how I've removed sexuality from the printed images. Yeah. And one of the best examples was that they didn't speak to me. A mother and a daughter came into my studio at Low Mill. The mother basically dragged the daughter, who I would guess was 17, 18. Look at these, she was saying. This is a respectful art that's nude. You could do that before you do, she was thinking of, I don't know what she was thinking. They didn't yeah, talk yeah. to me, but I just sat back and went, oh, wow, this is a mother showing her daughter my artwork is respectful of women. And that meant a huge deal to me. And it's also a mother telling her daughter, get to know your body. And do something not permanent first. Yeah, yeah, That's- get to know your body. Um, I, I, you got to say something? Yeah, I wanted to say something about that because I know when I initially came in and worked with you one-on-one, I felt that it was an exploration of my own body and mm-hmm. being able to feel the sensations and to go deeper with that. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely um, felt really comfortable in this setting that allowed me to do that well it's a different sensation i mean there is there is let's just okay so i i really went all the way you did i did (laughs) i did so i and i'm like that like if i'm here and my husband was in the room too he was taking some photos and videoing things and and actually i'm glad he was because i think in some ways this was a really good experience for both of us And we talked about this afterwards. Um, For me, I literally haven't been touched by another man in 18 years. Mm. You're the first. (laughs) You You should feel so privileged about that. Um, And and yet, and 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 he and I, we 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 connect great physically. We always have. We have a great relationship there but I did you know ask him I'm like are you comfortable with me doing this and he's like hey I'm here you know if if you want to do this I'm I'm 100% good with this so I was you know we were talking about and I hadn't planned on it when we got there and we were brought we brought up like be brave and adventurous so you know I I was like oh yeah I'm in so so we did that. And those of you listening, if you want to know, we're all adults. I had my vagina painted. So let's just talk about that for a second. I can say it. Vagina, it's a word. It's your anatomy. It's not a big deal. Or vulva, whatever you want to call it. It was painted yellow and it was bright yellow. <laughs> but a the, nice ray of sunshine. Yeah, it was. She was pretty. Um, bright. But, but the, <laughs> Yes, you did notice, didn't you? <laughs> I, I couldn't help. Um, but for me, there was a couple of couple of things there that that probably you would want to hear as well, and and that I can share with that is one. Um, even though it wasn't at all, there wasn't any sexual connotation in that for me, but there was a a different sensation bodily sensation that I found interesting as far as 
that part of your body being given attention in a non-sexual way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that, that I'll just call her she, that she was the subject of being adorned in a way, almost to me, it was almost in a ceremonial type recognition that, you know, this, this part of your anatomy has been through a lot, you know, and, and it's sort of like putting a crown on it, you know, it was like, okay, I'm going to paint you pretty today. And, and I, I appreciate you. (laughs) And and there you go. And it was interesting. And then uh, Doug and I talked about it later. And I'm like, well, what'd you think about that? And he's like, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. And I thought it was pretty cool to see, to watch that from my, from his perspective. Right. So I, I think I think that in some way enriched our own really because there was a level of trust given. He's like, I trust you. If you want to do this, you do this. You're trusting me at the same time. And we're trusting you. I was trusting him. Right. To jump in or take offense or. Or get in your way. Or Yeah. Or anything like that. So for us, it was, um, I, I feel it was a growth. Oh yeah. I really feel it was a growth experiment for the two of us and then as a friendship you know you and I that that reached another level yeah um because we were completely nude the whole day basically and we were doing yoga postures and intertwining and you know that's one of the things I want people to take away from like their bodies and art you can and, and I think maybe for me too because Doug takes nude photography I'm used to seeing women's bodies, even men's bodies. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think of it in any way that's other than it's a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. and that's about it. But um, as for for friends and for yoga, it was a growth experiment there too, because you know in yoga we usually contort our own body. We don't contort with other bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, and and our body contortions with others are usually in a sexual manner. So for Leah and I to kind of wrap ourselves around each other and mold ourselves around each other was a new experience for me, too. Absolutely new for me. Yeah. And, you know, the next day I was a little sore and I was like, why am I sore? (laughs) You held some of those poses for quite a long time. I did. And And then it hit me. I'm like, oh, it would be that wheel pose. Yes, the wheel pose. It would be. It would. And be I that. do a lot of squatting during it. People are like, oh, you've got an easy job. Mm-hmm. I, I need to move around the people. Yeah. So there's, it's a little bit of a workout after the relaxing mm-hmm. painting part. Yeah. Um, and it was it was brilliant for me to see the way you two did interact with each other. It was obvious you were friends, but also that you were comfortable with each other, and then comfortable being painted naked, and then comfortable touching each other. Yes. Yeah. What I'm seeing at that point is the rolling landscape, the terrain that is stretching. Mm-hmm. One body's great, two bodies. I've now got an oblique view on my landscape. And mm. to me, that's fascinating. And I think that ties back into the kind of the not sexual aspect of it. I'm so focused on looking at the macro part of how does this t- terrain, how does this building, how does this part of the map work in combination that sometimes I forget I'm painting around a nipple. Yeah. That terrain is so cool. Wouldn't it be great if, like, oh, sorry, I just... <laughs> I got carried away I on the terrain away. for a second there, and yeah. 
And I've had experiences where, and I'm thankful that people have told me that some people have got aroused. Their body has reacted and they said, I said, do you want me to stop? And they're like, no, we can just maybe move away from that part until it's calmed down. And I was interviewed once and asked if I'd ever been aroused. Yeah. Which was a perfectly fair question. The answer was no. I I truly believe that because... Tattoo artists, Mm. you wouldn't ask them. Yeah. They asked me, well... I'm so focused and it's five hours. Yeah. It's like, I'm, but, that would be a lot of effort to be aroused that long. Just like, And I think there's something though, that when you're drawn to something for, for an, from an artistic perspective, you don't, that, that, unless it is a sexual art of some sort and that, and that's the purpose of it. But if you're coming at it from, from just an artistic perspective, that's not part of it. It's really not like when Doug and I do photography and there's beautiful young women there. I can tell by looking at him, he's where, where's the light hitting her body best? Mm-hmm. Um, you got to turn you to this angle. You know, can you please bend that knee and poke that hip out? I mean, it's so technical that there's none of that going on. You know, it's a professional artistic outlet. You know, and you're providing a service to people. And the first time, if I ever did anything inappropriate, that would end this. Yeah. And you guys are known in the community. You have a podcast we're doing. Yeah. So if you said it was a horrible experience and came on and said things, that would would be horrible for me. Sure. So I'm very cautious. Not that I don't do anything because of that, but I'm aware of that. Sure. It could be misunderstood. So if anyone has ever come to me and said they're a little nervous... I suggest bringing a friend. Like, yeah. Outnumber me. Sure. And, and as we discovered, occasionally said friend watching will get bored because five hours in. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that now. now yeah. <laughs> I yeah. personally didn't find myself getting bored. Well, a viewer of, well, um, you were viewing half of the time. Right. You're not being painted. But. Well, I know I was getting painted too, but, you know, I, I was just more fascinated by watching you experience it. Not only that, watching Doug as well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, watching you. So there's nothing better in my mind is watching you know, three other individuals experiencing and having some level of passion in it. Yeah. That's what I found just really, um, I don't know, engaging. Yeah, it's an enriching experience for sure. I love that because I can't do that. Mm. I can be dispassionate and disassociated from the body while I'm drawing the map, but I can't remove myself from me. Right, yeah. I did have one artist she asked to do this she painted a portrait of me live while i was painting on someone and i had the remote control for the camera so i was taking a photo of her doing a painting of me while i was doing <laughs> someone it's sort of like that uh is it a salvador dolly picture it's a salvador dolly painting he's holding the the sphere mm-hmm. and it's a picture of a picture of a picture of a picture <laughs> which That's, is cool that was that was a fun experience yeah to see through someone else's eyes what i was doing yeah. which is what you got well, there was like. um there was, I think it was the nipple area or something. And I've breastfed three children, you know, so, and I've had implants in, I've had implants out. The girls have been through some things, but anyway, you started painting and I noticed how this paint was drying, that the texture was crunchy or crinkly. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. And then that got me thinking about people that are a bit older, like I'm 52. What, you know, I bet it could be really cool 
to have even more mature skin Mm -hmm. because that offers more depth, more, it's not just so smooth. And everyone's skin and body that I've drawn on is, I would say, drastically different. Oh, I bet. I'm amazed that I'm still discovering, oh, I didn't know bodies could bend that way. Like, particularly you, Kathy, some of the poses, like, you're bendy. I am bendy. <laughs> you are very flexible. I'm bendy. And that gives me other ideas, but I, 60, I think, is the oldest I've drawn on. Okay. And she was in very good shape. So, yeah, I, I would love to draw on more body types, more skin tone sure. ages because it's fascinating and it's a challenge sometimes um, I've drawn on some people with some fairly loose skin so I have to hold the skin with my other hand to draw so that the paint doesn't smudge while it's drying right. once it's dried it's fine mm-hmm. so that adds a level of intimacy as well mm-hmm. and I did learn some good techniques from a massage therapist friend who said keep one hand in contact if you can because then okay. the body's not surprised by the touch Okay. some people think is it ticklish? And some people discover they're ticklish in places they didn't know they were ticklish. I could imagine, yeah. I had some of those. I had that experience mm. where when you would, had the paintbrush in a particular area and I it caught my attention and it, it even came with a little, oh, <laughs> hello there. I like that. <laughs> yeah, and that's cool too because then you're connecting with parts and zones of your body oh, yeah. that may be new to you yeah. for a a good experience and that may be something you want to circle back around to at another time like hey can you check that out because i think that might be interesting how many times do you get to lay down for five hours and have someone touch different parts of your body just purely what does this feel like how does it feel here i mean we don't give ourselves that time no no it was it was it was really cool it was really cool i enjoyed it the word that you say uh, said earlier adorn that's how yes. it does feel to be on the table for five hours. It felt adoring. Well, it's it's very tribally ritual, if you ask me. I mean, like African tribes, they paint on themselves. They they paint their whole bodies sometimes, face, arms, chest, legs. I mean, the back. You see all these beautiful tribal body paintings. So as I was laying there and you were asking me questions about my life and you, were, and you saw certain parts of my body, like around my oblique area, and you're like, oh, that's a good spot. The water could run this way. So you're connecting my body shape, the contours of my body with how the landscape would flow. Mm-hmm. So there's that side of it, which is, which is fascinating. I thought that was, that was very cool. But you're also, as you're doing that, you're asking me questions and, and you're, you're drawing this on my body as we go. So to me, it reminds me of, you know, when you see these stories, these kids' stories, and they open up this book, like a Walt Disney story, and the, the book opens, and then the, the story starts to appear as they're writing. It, it was sort of that sort of experience. Like, you're like, what would you want to cross from your train station that could take you anywhere in the world? And I thought, a grand old library. You know, so it kind of takes you to that element of imagination and and we're building that together. Absolutely together. I don't pre-plan. So there was no sketch I did before we started drawing. All we did was discuss maybe where in the world or what types of features were significant and flow and water was a main overlapping theme for both of you. But Mm. I love making it up as I go. 
mm-hmm. in the sense that I have a set of rules. Now, I'm a cartographer. I'm following things have to be the same scale. You can't suddenly have a building that doesn't fit. Um, but it's so enjoyable not knowing where it's going to go. And a huge part of that is what you're going to tell me during it. I don't know your love of books before we start drawing and we get to that point or transit or someone wants to go visit an old cathedral. And to me, that makes it so much more fun that it is a conversation versus your quote, just a canvas. If you were just lying yeah. there face down, fall asleep, it would still be a lovely map. But, it but you're not connected to that. And I love connections. Yeah, it was. It was cool because it made me stop and think like, okay, you know, because I think you, you asked me like, what's your favorite place of mode of transportation, like an airport or whatever. And I thought, even though I haven't spent much time on a train, I have that romantic thought of a train. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we all have that going along the English countryside in a train, you know, and stopping and having beautiful food and all the things along along the way in the english countryside yeah yeah something like that but i thought okay if i could go about in any way i wanted i think i would choose a train and and then we just went from there like we had an amphitheater which was really cool because i wanted that sort of shape in there and so other than buildings on people because you did buildings on us like different type of buildings what else do you do we did the buildings on you because I figured that would flow better between you. Okay. I've drawn maps where there's a lot of line work going between people, and that means you really have to make an effort to line the bodies up, which yeah. is less fun for the posing. Um, so the, the maps can be a, a multitude of styles. So I can draw every individual building. I can do edges of roads. I can do towns. I can do a much, like, much more zoomed out. So you've got a whole continent on someone. Um, one person got most of their body painted blue because they wanted um, Pacific Ocean atolls to be the theme. Okay. So it then became a military base. We had a landing strip on the top of the chest, oh. which I even filmed like a fake plane landing at, which was, <laughs> cool. which was fun. Yeah. Um, so it, it's very much depending on the person. Okay. Um, because you might say, I hate, strong word, but you might hate a certain color. Mm. So I don't want to draw that on you. Right. Um, and one of the areas we, we discussed briefly um, that I think is important and it goes to whether people like themselves or not, which is often mm. not, is where on your body should we not exclude? Um, I used to make the mistake of not asking enough questions. Um, so, for example, someone said their collarbone. After we finished drawing, they're like, oh, I wish you'd drawn on my collarbone. I love the way that looks. And the map yeah. stopped just short. Mm. And so I try and find out their favorite body parts and in some cases their least. Some people say, please avoid my stomach. Okay. Because they're just not going to be comfortable with it in the images. So is, yeah. there, is there any point? Um, but I want people to feel that they can pick images from this as well. So we can go through the photos. And if you wanted one printed, you at least like how it looks. Yeah, I know I want, I want to get one from you. I, I for sure do. I want to see some of them. Have you found your favorite? I haven't found my favorite. I have reviewed them all at least once to go through. And there are a couple that just flow really nicely okay um, so yes i probably have a hundred favorites of the 800 or so i took oh that's a lot that's a lot oh my goodness because we went through the ones that doug had taken yeah <laughs> some of them were oh my goodness some of them were rather candid 
<laughs> yes, I did see Doug taking a few pictures where I said, I'm not taking that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Those will be either chunked or put away in a vault for prosperity purposes. <laughs> delete, delete, yeah, delete, and, delete away. And that was an interesting experience because I've not had anyone else since the first couple where another photographer did it and I was advised, don't do that. Yeah. Um, this was different because Doug was there the whole time and you guys know him. But to bring a stranger into that process after five hours of drawing mm. at your most vulnerable is not a good way of doing it. And also there's an artistic copyright issue, sure. which you know, we agreed with Doug beforehand, so that was fine. But seeing how he was looking, that also gave me ideas because he's obviously an excellent photographer. So he's seeing things differently than me focused on the map. I think the funniest part of that was he seemed so jealous of the light in my studio. He did. <laughs> like, how oh, have you got such good light in here? It's all natural light. And you're like, hey, I'm painting your wife over here. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's all good. Well, it was, it, was, it was an incredible experience to me. I mean, I highly recommend it. And I think if there's things you're with your body that you're, you're working through, and not just with your body, like with yourself, like I said, trust issues. Mm. Like if, if you're trying to understand that you you can not only trust someone else you can trust yourself then to do this and 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 kind of bust through barriers that you have with yourself then you know maybe consider that or something in this realm you know like with your body it's it, it is the only thing that is truly ours in this world and you can start small yeah i, mean, I can paint an arm yeah so i've i've done like during Comic Con or events, it's like whatever skin you have visible that you're comfortable walking out of here visible, I'll paint on that. That's great. And it doesn't have to be me. You can go get face painting and just see if you like how it feels. Right. Um, so there's definitely, I've drawn on people where I didn't see anything other than their back. Mm. They uh-huh. I left the room where they got undressed, more like a massage. Yeah. I painted on that. We took photos. They dressed it and I never saw more. And it's whatever the person is comfortable with. Right. You so- guys were on one end of that but that's not where you have to start you don't have to go full monty right (laughs) (laughs) that was just you know go big or go home for me and leo we're just gonna you like the colors as well the colors were nice we were blue and yellow yeah Yeah. i I just wanted to add i know for me the first time that i'd worked with you david i had had my breast implants and then this time around i had not i'd had them removed so it was the first time that I had seen myself okay. through images mm-hmm. um, of that nature. And I felt that it was immensely healing. Mm-hmm. And, it, and when we came back here and we were looking at some of the photographs that Doug had taken, I was just, you know, you're asking me, so what do you think? And I was like, ah, I, I'm taken back. I'm I glad think I you made said, the decision. I think you said you feel like your body has come home. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, me and you have talked about this on a previous podcast. Having Which was had, excellent, by the way. I had not listen to that one in full. It was a good one. The, uh, the explants is, I see the difference in your body, and it's, it's a big difference, but it's much prettier. Aww, it's much you. prettier. I mean, it's just, for me, I, I prefer that natural organic body look that's just me and but and I think that's a good celebration of what you've done for yourself is that taking and it's that adornment sort of thought process like this and we need to think about that like what can I do for my body your body it's your body it's Mm -hmm. yours like if you want it to be pretty and purple, then paint it pretty purple. And it washes off. And it, wa- <laughs> and it washed off really well. It like did. I, I, I took a shower that night 
And it washed off perfectly fine. No worries at all. I still have some remnants of a map I drew Saturday, but this is a waterproof eyeliner and okay. I'm trying to get it to last. I want to see if someone says, what's the longest it can last? Like, well, let me see. I've played soccer. I put clothes on. I've rubbed it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's still, still there. there. It's yeah. Still, it's still almost a map. It does look like a map. It's pretty cool. So you are located in Low Mill. Yes, indeed. And you've been there a while. 11 years. Wow, really? In Studio 308. And that's on the third floor for people who don't know there's a third floor. Because some people come in on the two-story side and never realize there's another floor. Okay. It's a wonderful place, not only to draw on people, because you're not coming to my house. You're not coming to somewhere that's private. It's a a building that's open. There's no ceilings. So, you know, you you can be heard and you can hear things going on. But it's so collaborative it is it's a cool place i mean i just like to go walk around and i yeah i love seeing you and and dogs walking around yeah the the thing that surprises a lot of people about low mill is that one it's the largest privately owned art center in the country Mm. is that right it's a for-profit business and all the artists are juried in but the other thing is that the artists work well together we don't think of oh so-and-so sold something down there therefore i'm not going to sell we're not competing yeah and I've worked with at least five other artists. So I've worked with a jewelry maker to make jewelry that had a map in it. And I've worked with mm. people who are doing screen printing. And it's just one of those places that if you're bored, you go walk around and you're inspired. Mm. Yeah. And the building itself, the texture in the walls, in the floors, which unsurprisingly look like maps to me. Yeah. So I have a whole series where I took photographs of that and drew maps on them. Okay. Um, which also relates to the body because I'm seeing something that you can view one way in a completely different way. Sure. So Low Mill itself is a wonderful place for that. Well, I love Low Mill and um, Studio 308. That sounds that could that sounds cool too. It's like Studio 54. Studio 308. Yes, yeah, Studio 308. Reserve your spot now. <laughs> so if people want this service, how are they going to find you? Arty Maps, A-R-T-I-M-A-P-S.com okay. on Instagram and Facebook. And I... I Message me any way you can, or you can email me, which okay. is my name at artymaps.com. And I give you five stars. Yeah. Thank you. Did, yeah. you. did you actually go online and give me five stars? No, but I will do oh. that today. Hooray. I will do that today because we've got to do that. How many stars? Five. Hey. <laughs> and two five thumbs stars. up. That's right. <laughs> Are they painted? Yes, they're definitely painted. We should do that. Oh, there you go. Thumbs and there you go. Because you guys go. didn't use your thumbs. Green thumbs, no. right? Yep. Green thumbs. Green or blue. Does anybody have anything to add before we sign off? No, I'm. Thank you so much for the experience and for your talent, and you for your time and energy and yeah. trusting me on this one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I trust you, and and there'll be more of this to come. But seriously, you guys go. If you're curious about this, like you said, you can start small. It's not a big deal to get your arm painted or your leg painted or something like that. And then as it progresses, maybe you'll find that you want to go further than that. But that's not at all pushed or necessary. Not at all. And you can come by and speak to me about it anytime. So anytime the mill is open Wednesday through Saturday, 11 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Okay. So if I'm there, come talk to me. Look at the images on the wall and see if you like certain ones or don't like others. And the only other thing I'll add is that I have drawn on myself completely naked. Mm. I didn't think it was fair when people were asking me what it's like if I didn't say, I have drawn on myself and I've posted those online. And it's an interesting experience, not only being drawn on, but then knowing it's going to be shared with other people. 
So one question I'll ask before we close is, would you, if you found someone you were comfortable with, let them paint on you? Like completely? Um, yes. Okay. It wouldn't be a map. Um, okay. There are some other body painters that I wish I could like work with. I draw on them, they draw on me, because there's amazing body artists mm-hmm. around the country, and Instagram has lots of them. Yeah, absolutely, I would. I've, I'm in my 50s, and only in the last 10 years have I been comfortable with me. Isn't that something? So, yeah, I feel that part and posting that online and feeling okay about it and then feeling yeah. proud of it and then yeah. feeling like, oh, I'm glad I, I mean, I painted my penis green. <laughs> so. Well, I yeah. bet you not a lot of people have done that. Probably not. No. And. The jolly green thumb. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or the jolly green, the jolly green, whatever. We were just talking about that it. and the yellow vagina. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Aren't we something? We're special. We are definitely spatial. Yeah. Well, you know, though, I think I think we're kind of maybe, you know, in this part of the country, we're a little behind the times with things. But I, I do believe that the body as art is sort of making a comeback in a lot of different things. There's a lot of different art forms that use the body a lot. Yeah. And this part of the world... I've been pleasantly surprised with parents, particularly with young kids, who will point to my art and say, well, everyone has a body. The kid might laugh, there's a butt. And they're like, yeah. well, everyone has a body, that's just art. Yeah. And I was probably expecting more resistance to nudity in art in Alabama. Mm. And I've been pleasantly surprised that most people are just accepting or encouraging or wanting to be part of it. Well, too, I find the people that you find milling through low mill mm-hmm. are people that are in that mindset, too. Like, they're there to see art. They're there to see what's new, what's shaken, what's different. Mm-hmm. So I think that's beautiful to raise your, your children to know the body mm-hmm. and to see it as it is and not as something something else. And just as a note, I don't draw on children because they can't sign their own contract. I wouldn't either. Don't, don't work with to. children don't. and animals. No. And Alabama's no. 19 to sign a contract. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing for me as well. Because if a high school kid really likes it and likes my work, I've got a good reason to say no, come back when you you're are, 19. When your yeah. brain is actually fully functioning and you yeah. can discuss this. Yeah. So and you want to work with adults anyway. It's yeah, very much so. Yeah. For their protection as well as mine. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you. This is wonderful. My whole experience was wonderful. Oh, it was you. all very good. And it was a really great growing experience for me and my husband and my friend. Friendship and and trust. The trust builder for me and, mm-hmm. and outside of me. So it made me more confident, really. I mean, like Leah can attest for this. Like right now, I'm going through a lot. I'm pushing myself through barriers. Mm-hmm. And this was one of them. So well, thank you for including me in this journey of yours. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And guys, look him up and I will give my review today. Artie mm-hmm. Maps, David Nuttall. Yes, got it. Look him up. And um, always, it's our pleasure. And I can't wait to talk to y'all next time. Namaste.